Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Natter's Florida Island, it got much colder this week when the rain arrived, and when rain comes here it makes up for lost time yeah we get three weeks worth in three hours <laughs> on the other hand although the weather changed dramatically the atmosphere improved with the departure of me m-i-l or mother-in-law that's satana troglodyte the low-budget b-movie monster from a swamp near you yep, she's <laughs> off to a southern swamp somewhere to film another low-budget whopper with her in the starring role <laughs> By now the water levels will be at their best and those fresh out film school directors can't live without the old horror surrounded by a handful of extras on a promise. Oh, wait to think. <laughs> Elsie and her buddy Beyond It, that's Beyond It, Brandy Washington or BBW to her friends, have been working hard on a pile of surplus food left behind by the old monster. You know, there's no appetite like a trog's lust for food. It loves it. <laughs> Add to that, a surplus is a rare thing around here, especially when we gluttonous sofa dwellers are still working on the Battle of the Bulge. But this week's winner is Beyond It. Yeah, she passed Elsie by a poultry five pounds, and that might only have something to do with the fact that her pizza addiction has been taking place during those visits to me farm and Ding Dang's trailer. Her visits are more about eating than any kind of exercise, though. <laughs> anyway, moving on from farm life for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning why just about everything I bought a couple of years ago has doubled in price, or in some cases tripled. But it's not just that, you know, twice the price and half the quality. Everything seems to last not even a fraction of the time it used to. With cheap stuff, I always thought it was connected with that old cliche, you know, paying peanuts to get monkeys. But recently somebody told me it's all about that simple supply and demand thing. It's, <laughs> you know, if there's demand, they whack the price up. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, more like gouging, outright gouging it is if you ask me. And I demand to know why they're getting away with it. Well, I think they're only getting away with it because it's because we all need the stuff they're selling. Yeah, they know it and we are at their absolute mercy. A few things, though, don't fall into me absolute need category, so I'm doing without them. Yeah, sure. That way they can double, triple or even quadruple the prices and all I do is laugh. Yeah, maybe... <laughs> even not so politely tell them where to stick their overpriced crap. <laughs> because I know it can't go on forever, can it? You know, sooner or later, the bubble's going to burst. You know? <laughs> it always does. Well, and if it doesn't, well, I'm going to stop buying bubbles as well. <laughs> and then I should mention that whilst we're seeing everything going up, something else is going up too. Yeah, billionaires into space. And they're taking all that hot air with them, aren't they? 
the only depressing part of that phenomenon is not just the amount of money they blow doing it or even the irreparable damage they do to the environment. It's the fact that they have this really nasty habit you know, of returning to Earth and do it as a downside to every new development in there. <laughs> Maybe some folks said things like this, you know, when they ditched the horse in favour of the engine and the car, but, you know, I just wonder what the world's coming to, eh? One thing, and on the bright side too, is me show still here. Yeah, it doesn't cost more and it'll brighten your day for sure. <laughs> Back on the farm, the highlight of the week was after old Nan, who incidentally is still overpriced and has lasted almost too long, <laughs> and our buddy Toshiko Zuki, that's me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson, Nan's wife, and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. <laughs> yep, another long-lasting specimen. <laughs> they decided to experiment in the kitchen, yep with some very funky-smelling Japanese cuisine. Mm. And believe me, some of it sounded more like it came from me anomalies from around the world feature. <laughs> anyway, it all started when Nan decided to invite our mailman Virgil for a candlelit supper. Oh dear, as you might recall, old Nan has taken a shine to our new mail carrier. The old crows managed to score with the sprightly but stooping 64-year-old mailman. <laughs> Last week, it was a bingo game night out and dinner with him. This time, it was the two of them with what we used to call a gooseberry. No, no, it wasn't on the menu, but they had to invite that somewhat unwanted third wheel to Chico along. As she advised and helped cook all the special recipes, or what she called Shin Mai. Yeah, yep, delicacies for folks who like food with an acquired taste. I just had a problem wondering where on earth they'd acquired it. It all sounded like very bad taste to me. <laughs> anyway, I digress. For starters, Toshiko reckoned the grated raw yam on rice with onions was an aphrodisiac. The raw egg on top made it look pretty horrendous too. In fact... I'll let you use your imagination, as when I studied it, I realised something revolting came to mind. But earlier in the day, I got really worried when Nan asked me where me horse was. Yep, another unmentionable delicacy to Chico had in mind. <laughs> I put the poor mucker in the far field for safety. You know, he's not too fast these days, and it's too far away for the old crows to get to him. I was worried about finding him, you know, with something missing in the morning. You know, after all, he's no use to me with only three legs. He's lame enough already. <laughs> then there was a mention of a raw chicken delicacy, and I noticed old Nan hovering a bit close to me lovely vegan neighbour young Alice's fence. She was trying to trap one of Alice's prize specimens using her walking stick and her landing net she'd conveniently borrowed from me farmer ding-dang. <laughs> Fortunately, though, I managed to stop the old crow in time, as well as untangle the old bird from the barbed wire. No, not the end, old Nan. <laughs> Either way, the crows came up with three Japanese dishes in the end, all were washed down with plenty of whiskey. But as you might know, old Nan has always got something up her sleeve. Yeah, usually a deck of playing cards. <laughs> She's not happy with a simple relationship with Virgil, see? Oh no, he has to go through old Nan's strict and evil initiation process. Hmm. Yep, a game of slippery poker. That way, 
the old witch gets to learn his weaknesses. It's definitely cruel, especially when I can see them by just looking at the poor mucker. <laughs> anyway, the game was just the two crows and him, a nasty twosome, hovering over their prey as if he was a lump of fly-ridden roadkill. <laughs> and to say the least, he was at their mercy, and as always, the card-sharp sisters sculpt the poor Pashley or what you'd politely call an inebriated mailman. <laughs> Either way, he left poorer still in his wallet at least. I'm just waiting for Nan to buy a credit card reader for her latest phone so she can, you know, up the ante at her crooked poker games. Either way, we haven't seen Virgil the mailman since. <laughs> he left here with half a smile. The only trouble was he looked pretty green too. Three days ago, his minivan still here as he took a taxi home. Yep, definitely safer than hanging around old Nan when she has the upper hand and four aces up her baggy, slippery old sleeve. <laughs> anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares, I'm still having these really weird dreams. They return with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nap. Never in bed though, this time though, I was in my favourite armchair, quietly dodging the four female frights that inhabit me living room. <laughs> Actually, I think my dream was seriously influenced by that weight issue. Yeah, weight. See, I had this dream where I was aboard this huge cruise ship, you know, the, the kind you see frequently docked here in Florida, you know, like multi-storey hotels, only this thing had something in common with the Titanic. No, no, not the wife of the ship. <laughs> yep, it was sinking. All the life rafts had been taken, just about everything that could or would float had been scooped up by the other passengers. But I found myself you know, in, in a small boat, a tiny little rowing boat, all on my own, rowing slowly alongside the rapidly sinking hulk, when I heard a voice. Oh dear, yep. <laughs> Elsie and beyond it were hanging from the side of the ship, ready to jump into me little boat. Yep, that's when it turned into a real nightmare. Those two jumping from 20 feet into me fragile little dinghy. I tried to row away fast, but as you know, and as I mentioned before, dream speed is never fast, is it? No. I was getting nowhere. The last thing I remember was both of them letting go at the same time. And believe me, nearly half a tonne travelling at you from even 20 feet is going to do some serious damage. <laughs> Phew, I woke up with a terrible start. Yeah, I wasn't wet from seawater. Oh no, it was the sweat, the panic kind. Worse still, the waking nightmare was standing over me, rattling on with a cliché. Yep, sink or swim. That's the kind of options I'm faced with living with Elsie. Don't worry, I'm swimming all right. Yep, fast in the opposite direction. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand though, me scruffy fireman Ding Dang has been paying a lot of attention to the wife's buddy beyond it. 
After all, you can hardly miss her, can you? <laughs> this week, because Beyond It doesn't like to get her hair wet in the rain, she reckons it unrelaxes her hair relaxing chemical. <laughs> to be honest, her and the wife spend their entire lives relaxing, sure. And it's not to do with hair either, that's just relaxing round here full stop. <laughs> Only things that get regular exercise is their mouths. Well, and the opposite end, but I'd rather avoid that subject for now. Anyway, Ding Dang's been back and forth to me farm. In fact, he's actually very reliable when it comes to seeing beyond it and delivering pizza and beer. <laughs> to be honest, he'd make a great delivery guy. The only difference between him and the people Amazon use is that Spanish is not his first language. After <laughs> that, he's directionally challenged. Well, at least when he's out of a three-mile radius of his trailer, that is. <laughs> On the other hand, he's not so reliable when it comes to work, though. He arrives every day late with a new excuse. You know, if Ding Dang could find a ghost author to write on his behalf, he'd end up featured on my book reviews. Yep, for Ding Dang's comprehensive dictionary of lame excuses. <laughs> He's up there with the old school kids one, you know, telling the teacher that their pet dog ate the homework. Oh dear. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, though, I've still got that unforgettable feature on my show. So here's Ding Dang's southern quote. She's as pretty as a pumpkin, but half as smart. <laughs> oh dear, well, you've heard the expression, it takes one to know one, haven't you? Well, Ding Dang's throwing stones in glass houses, all right, with this one. On the other hand, maybe even Ding Dang was getting seasonal. Yep, two weeks late. <laughs> anyway, he's talking about beyond it. Oh dear, again, you know, she's not too smart. I understand that, but uh, I've never considered a pumpkin to be pretty either. In fact, my daughter Young Dolly's Halloween pumpkin is rotting on top of me compost heap now, and that looks anything but pretty. But Ding Dang is usually either too drunk or stoned in some way, yet not exactly good for his sense of sight or judgment. <laughs> Impaired should be his middle name. <laughs> The recently rehoused campers, Quinton and Craglet, have been harvesting cabbages and keeping Ding Dang at more than a hose length. <laughs> when I spoke to Quinton this week, I noticed he had these angry-looking deep scratches on his, on his hands and three more on his face. I looked at Craglet and thought, no, I mean, he's got very long nails, but he's a peace-loving person and would hate to break them too. <laughs> the nails, that is. So I decided to ask Quinton how he got the scratches. Well, it seems me farm cat young Charles was unhappy about Quinton moving back into his trailer. Charles was nicely set up in his seat, you know, with the uh, winter on the horizon and uh, me young farm dog Clay was in there with him, but Charles is more territorial than me dog and decided to try and fiercely reclaim his territory. <laughs> Quinton made the mistake of trying to move Charles on with a floor mop. <laughs> Charles Miratter is far too quick for Quinton and was up that mop handle like one of the rats he's usually hunting. <laughs> yep, Quinton didn't stand a chance. He thought Charles off with his face, but uh, <laughs> Charles had already made his mark following the full front assault. Charles ran off to find smaller prey. <laughs> Mind you, on his day off, Quinton is back to his part-time artistic study. Yep, male nudes in oil. Yep, that's oil paints, in case you need some bit of clarification there. <laughs> 
but apparently with the colder weather you know he's decided to paint on much smaller canvases even stretches them himself over wood frames to prevent any further shrinkage you know some days i just don't want to know the intimate details <laughs> this is ned natter here with the ned natter radio show i'm here every wednesday but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for your podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again stop by and say hi well next up i mentioned elsie the wife's favorite subject food of course yeah but I'm not featuring her private recipes and ideas for cooking. I just can't face those revolting or swampy offerings anymore. Add to that, she cooked this thing called a full surprise this week. Basically, you know, she takes everything out of the cupboard with a short sell-by date, mixes them together with a usual nasty array of unfortunate condiments, and then puts the lot in the microwave. Yep, it's a full surprise, all right. I mean, you should have fall down after eating it. That's any <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> I'm just glad I get to still cook my own food and leave her to that for forever, you know, cosy relationship with the microwave. And I should mention the wife's new diet plan. That's the Palm Beach diet, to be precise. <laughs> it appears to have slowed down a bit, seeing as beyond it's beaten the wife in the weight gain stakes this week. Yep, lying on your back and doing nothing for half the day usually works. But perhaps the colder weather's caused her to, you know, burn off a few extra calories, keep them warm. After all, there's a lot to heat up in there. She's hardly arrived with one of them Energy Star ratings, I can tell you. In fact, she'd never get one to begin with. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Despite the old colder nights, you know, me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate knew to swinger old Fred's house is still the hottest venue in North Florida for a unique swingers party every Saturday. It's called Do You Know Fred? And sometimes I wish I didn't. <laughs> bring a bottle, bring your wife and potluck dishes for the all-night buffet. Well, Fred meets like-minded swingers and old Lonnie eats his way through the mountains of free food. Most of the time, that food mountain keeps him going for an entire week. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled round, Fred told me this week's party theme was Mud, Wrestlers and Spectators. Badly <laughs> <laughs> original round here. Well, to be honest, I'm surprised Ding Dang didn't show up with his truck. In fact, I'm surprised the whole family didn't show. They live to play in mud and after the rain. We've always got a surfeit of it, you know. They just can't keep their mud-bogging tyres out of it. <laughs> but it seemed Fred couldn't get the authentic mud and ended up with gallons of babe oil poured into an oversized kid's paddling pool. Mm, slip and slide for sure. <laughs> I think it'd be more like watching the wife try and get out of the sofa, actually. You know, worse still when beyond it helps her. Yeah, you know, slippery and pretty slow going. Sometimes it just never happens. <laughs> I'm just waiting for someone, you know, to come along and invent the toilet sofa. You know, she'd never need to lift her ass up ever again. <laughs> anyway, after seeing Fred's six wrestlers and 23 spectators show up, I decided <laughs> to head home very quickly. <laughs> Added to that drama, Fred still has me long-lost relative and con man Skip now living at his place. Trouble is, old Fred, you know, he's a generous to a fault, you know, a kind soul and is still wearing Skip and his crazy plans. 
Yep, and rent-free too. I'm just waiting to hear the latest crooked scheme to creep out of Skip's mouth, you know. He could have, you know, been a commentator at horse races, you know. He sounds like a faulty old-school electric typewriter linked to a high-voltage supply. <laughs> He's the kind of person you avoid like the plague, and when you do see him, you wish you'd been wearing horse blinkers, not watching horse racing. <laughs> Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers another of our long-lost relatives, yet perhaps long-lost for very good reason. <laughs> We've got far too many hideous relatives, I can tell you. Anyway, it was a memory about the time when my uncle Wicked Willie of Witchhampton and Death. The Hedgelayer. Yep, Hedgelayers are pretty common in old Nan's family. With a name like Death, they just seem absolutely cut out for the role. Oh dear, well, that's old Nan's maiden name, see, you know, they, they say Diath, but to make it sound better. <laughs> but I always call them the Deaths. <laughs> makes everything nice and clear and above board up front. Anyway, to start with, I could never see what the big deal was until old Nan remembered the so-called craft of hedge laying. Basically, round it, they just hit the hedge with a thing that looks like a big mower. You know, it tears the hedge place to pieces and uh, leaves a terrible mess. <laughs> anyway, uh, with a hedge layer, that's a different story. Actually, they partially cut the trees and bushes and then lay them down in a kind of diagonal style. Yeah, it's called pleaching. Yeah. See, the bushes keep growing even after being cut because they don't go the old way through, see. And in due course, it forms a pretty tough hedge which keeps the livestock safe on the farm and people out. Many years back, it was even known to have slowed down Julius Caesar's army in Europe. Well, there you go. The trouble with Willie was he was often caught laying the wrong hedge. So I once thought he wasn't so much illiterate as just plain stupid, but he seemed to have one redeeming feature. Well, you can call it that. He didn't only lay hedges, see. Oh no, I think the wrong hedges were just an excuse to be in the wrong place at the right time. See, he had 52 children, and those were just the ones he owned up to. After all, he'd laid miles and miles of hedges in his long career. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for my book reviews. Yep, I get my hands on a few and I feature them right here on my show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of road books go in the giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay, well, this time I've ended up with one new book, and it's called Tribal Self Help by a Nomad in No Man's Land. Oh. <laughs> This book is aimed at folks needing what the author calls a new meaning to life. 
Sea went and lived with a nomadic tribe for five years and decided they had a better way of life than everyone in the West. So he left them behind and rejoined us supposedly civilised folks to let us know how uncivilised we are. <laughs> and how we need to read his tribal self-help book, of course. Yeah, it's got sections on, well, let's see. Hunting, yep. Yeah. Great for Central Park. <laughs> Building, yep, a wooden hut, yep. Great for your nearest home improvement store, isn't it? <laughs> Bartering for food, mostly, yep. Try that at your local grocery. <laughs> Eating maggots, yep, great for me compost heap. Yep, maggots I mean, so at first I thought, well, compost heap for the book too. <laughs> then I considered the author's ideas, and worse still, his backtracking philosophy. Well, you see, he decided the tribe's way of life was so great, he left them behind and wrote this stupid book. <laughs> well, it was his way of doing it, I suppose, but uh, I decided I was lighting a fire anyway. So, I broke all my new rules and burnt it swiftly. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time... We're visiting Tokyo, Japan, and it's not a revolting foodie one. After all, we covered that with Nan and Toshiko's candlelit supper, didn't we? <laughs> Either way, it does include some disturbing stuff. <laughs> it's called the Meguru Parasitological Museum. Yeah, a museum dedicated to parasites. <laughs> or what I'd call farmers, yeah. <laughs> The place was started in the 50s by an eminent parasitologist and they've got 60,000 specimens on display including an absolutely lovely 8 metre, oh that's about 26 feet long, tapeworm. In fact, I got quite involved in reading up on the place and even decided to donate them a few relics from the farm, namely Old Nan. <laughs> you know, She's not as long as a tapeworm, but has many of the same ghastly characteristics and often behaves like a parasite. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. 
messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck has told me he's been shooting the breeze with one of the other farmhands. The strange thing, Ned, is I didn't hear a single shot. Mind you, I did have the radio volume up loud this morning. It's the only way I can drown out the wife's ghastly shrill voice. Mm. Anyway, Ned, perhaps you can call me back and tell me what on earth he's talking about. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, I just love the way he introduces himself on me voicemail. As if I actually know someone else who actually sounds like him. Oh dear, an fine thought in it. Anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. See, Buck's been throwing out a load of commonly used phrases and words, and this time it's shoot the breeze. Nigel thinks Buck's deliberately confusing him, of course. Yeah, Buck confuses everyone he meets. <laughs> well, shoot the breeze is a weird expression anyway, and being an all-American one, you might think that it's taken literally. After all, a few years ago, I heard that folks in South Florida were actually opening fire on a hurricane. Oh dear, yep. That totally blew me away, and I wasn't even close to the eye of the thing. <laughs> anyway, Nigel, in the context of Buck using shoot the breeze, it means empty chatter or gossip, and believe me, with an empty head, Buck's definitely renowned for empty chatter. In fact, if you listen carefully you can actually hear his thoughts rattling around in there like a ball bearing in an empty can. <laughs> so I hope that makes some kind of sense for you, Nigel. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me and Continent Political Commentation April Rush Stonewall Jackson Farm to find the latest second hand news from right centre and all in small instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> Rush is focused on his private ideas and has forgotten all about the current Democrat rhetoric. Unfortunately, our polyamorous Democrat ex TV host neighbour, Jeremy Sprung, hasn't returned from California. You know, I think he's quite happy over there. Mm. <laughs> Rush's politics are always on track, though. He's bringing attention to his one-man efforts in getting in more GOP votes and wins so by holding a charity golf event. Yeah, there's a small entry fee and all participants have to wear a recognised GOP cap or they'll be refused admission. <laughs> so far, Rush has had what he calls a good response. Yep, 12 people have signed up. <laughs> you know... I'm so happy I can't play golf and don't plan on learning either, so I won't be attending his nine holes to victory event. But before I could say anything else, his words just tailed off and he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh dear, Rush has always gotta go. And flush. <laughs> But later that day, I was taken aback when I saw Rush again. Yep, being helpful and working on his private conversion through kindness initiative. This time, he stopped by the local church to help paint it. <laughs> yep, it had gone from bright gleaming pure white to green grey in only two years. You know, we've got some great pollution around here. According to Rush, the preacher told him, quietly, at least 20 of the weekly worshippers are undecided voters and Rush wanted to get in first with his Republican calling card. Yep, Rush will be handing out his own version of a tedious sermon this week. 
Thou must vote Republican. <laughs> oh dear. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> young Alice dodged the subject of pet chickens this time and was anxious to get her tarot cards out. I watched her spread them over a special reading cloth and enjoyed her telling me how me fortunes were on the up and up. Obviously, I know something I don't, but believe me... I don't know everything either, so I'm looking forward to seeing some news. Add to that, Alice said I should be taking more notice of the wonders of nature around me and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Cows have four stomachs to break down all that coarse food and grass they eat. Yep, I think Alice has got a point there too, you know, dear. Well, I mean, that really explains why Elsie's got a way of putting away so much food i reckon she's got eight yep eight stomachs that is <laughs> anyway as always alice's coffee cake and company was reliably nice <laughs> this is ned natter here with the ned natter radio show i'm here every wednesday but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> right then, I got a call from Perry in Portland, and he's calling about the horror of his local store's pick-up service. And it's an oh dear for sure, he says he does an online order at home the day before. He then drives to the store 30 miles away after they email him to say the order's all ready to go. He then waits in the parking lot for two hours to get served and then they bring out after stuff he did order. After that, it takes them seven days to refund his credit card for the difference. You know, Perry, I've experienced that too, so now I do something really weird. Yeah, really weird indeed. I actually go inside the store and do my own shopping. It's all done in 30 minutes. Yep, it's better than letting some half-wick, guided by a computer, have the responsibility of picking things off the shelf for me. (laughs) My second item comes from Rhea in Montana, and she's got a retail issue too. Hmm. She called me about this really troubling thing. She reckons holidays are out of control, or more like retailers are. (laughs) She's looking at her local store's offering as an example. Black Friday deals start in September, Christmas in October, Halloween in August, Valentine's Day on December 26th, Easter on February 15th, July the 4th is in April, and the holidays just get earlier every year in our local store. See, they're trying to entice folks to buy more and more stuff, aren't they? You know, Maria, I think the answer's simple. Yep. Just have one holiday a year. <laughs> yeah, it could start on New Year's Day and run until New Year's Eve. That way the retailers have people spending money 365 days a year 
with bonus cash in a leap year. <laughs> How about a special leap year holiday? Buy one, get one free every four years. <laughs> oh dear. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious Command Agent 50% is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> I'm looking through 50%'s latest offering and uh, I'm really not sure about this one at all. It might be taking things too far. This is a kind of ad where I can actually picture a real life situation with me farm animals. They're not at all happy with strangers, see, let alone electronics. So anyway, here goes. You're just going to love our unique offerings here at Perfectly Professionally Pampered Pets Inc. Where you're sure to find an online deal like no other. So let's start with our unique deal of the week. Yep, we've got just the thing for folks that are away from home a lot. Including our one-of-a-kind patented dog petting device. Yep, that's right. It pets and pats your dog when you're out. Then there's our ultimate pussy groomer. Your cat won't even realise it's all happening from the convenience of your Wi-Fi-enabled device. (laughs) Then there's our one-of-a-kind silly cat video app to entertain your dog and our stupid dog video app to entertain your cat. Why not visit our website today to learn more at petgroomandentertainapps.org but don't forget our unique 30-day guarantee on everything we sell. Keep your pets happy at home or double your money back. But wait, with every groomer or petting device this week only, our senior sales manager, that's Rusty Barker, (laughs) is throwing in a complimentary chuck-a-treat device from our unique range of pet accessories. That's right, they're absolutely free. Your pets will be blown away by our super juicy, meaty flying treats. So don't delay, check out our unique online only deals today <laughs> you know all I hear is happy pets <laughs> what about the human sort of things yep I want to get something like this for the four women in my living room sure they're not exactly pets and they don't need petting or grooming either well not by me anyway <laughs> But chucking food at them might work just fine. It'd be guarantee of a quieter life. Added to that, I could use an app to bombard them from time to time. Yep, from me personal enjoyment. <laughs> sure, yeah, just like they bombard me, entire existence. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farmers are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays wouldn't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. 
So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. Ha, 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 ha.